Ashton here with Love Life and Disability. Hi and welcome back to Love Life and Disability. I'm here today with Leonie who is a formal, former national international para swimmer and has even been on trials with London 2012. Currently working in unscripted factual entertainment television production and she is also a freelance production coordinator. Leonie lives with cerebral palsy. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Hi, Kate. I'm all good, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thank, no, thank you so much for coming along. I'd love today to talk to you a little bit about your um, Paralympics, because obviously this year, as we know, um, we have Paralympics happening in 2021, and you did trials for London 2012 in swimming. How was that? It was incredible, really. I spent um, a lot of my life up until then swimming. It was just a huge part of um, my life. And it was such a big moment for me. I'd been training towards it and I was sort of at the peak of my career so to say because um I was actually at the age where I was doing my studying thinking of university and everything um but that was that's obviously one of my biggest achievements in life really um just getting to a point where I'm at that national international standard um was just incredible and I always it always stays with me now not so much I don't swim as much now um but I definitely it's just it's always there but yeah um very amazing how does the training take over one's life because you hear it so many times from Paralympians it's they just live breed their their discipline that their sport how how much did it take over you and maybe your life at that time and practicing and practicing um, yeah, it was a huge part because at this, I was quite young then. Um, so it wasn't even just my life. It was my family's life. Um, so I, but leading up to, well, when I went to the trials, it was in, um, my final year of my GCSEs <laughs> and it was just a whirlwind. When I think about it all now, I think, how did I do it? But I was training, but I was also training it quite far away. So I'd be picked up from school um, eat my dinner on a train on my own <laughs> to get to the pool, go swimming. And then my dad would come pick me up and then we'd go back. But I was training, I'd say about 12 hours a week in the pool um and it, they were mainly evenings I did some mornings but again it was a the complications of um, I had a younger brother and it was my mum who was taking me so it was just um yeah quite difficult at the time but you do you forget how much it consumes your life as well but um yeah it's very supportive family and, and I bet that your whole family would look up to you you know just to think that that their daughter and their sister um, could be the next Paralympian representing London 2012. For those yeah. people that don't understand the disciplines, because with disabilities and especially parasport, you'll be categorised into different disciplines. How and what was your discipline? And can you tell us a little bit how disciplines work within parasport? Yeah, so um, at the time, I mean, it has been a little while now since I swam, but um, what I was in the category S9. So uh, my disability is on my left side, it's cerebral palsy, um, but it's quite the mild form. It doesn't affect me in my daily life as much, only when I start to get tired 
and stuff like that but it's quite unnoticeable um just normally if someone would see me um so I was on the S9 category which was in the physical impairments one of the higher classes um and then on my breaststroke um I was before I was SB8 and then um I was moved to SB9 but they were Basically, it's the range from one to 10 is uh, physical disabilities and it can, you're classed within that. And that is in your, com when you're competing, that is the sort of um, group that you're assessed in and that's how you win your medals. It'll be in those categories. Um, and then from 11 to 15, I think it is, the, um, it's more the mental and um, hearing and the visual impairments. Um, so normally when I was competing nationally it was um, you were swimming across all categories with all different people I remember sometimes or I think there was one race I was swimming next to Ellie Simmons <laughs> and it was just like that, that was like a pinch me moment because I was just like oh my gosh and then my mum up in the, in the crowd and I was like oh wow <laughs> but yeah um, so in terms of the categories I was quite um, I was high in the numbers of the categories um, but gradually, as I've got older, I could start to see my disability appear a bit more. Mm -hmm. um, so that was when, because you're assigned a category from quite an early age, it was hard to ever change that, especially because you had my ability within the water compared to on land is a bit different. And definitely with swimming, sometimes like with the gravity as well, it, it can help us with disabilities. Yes. Like mine's spinal and I feel and mobility if I'm in the water I'm a lot better than I am on dry land that's for sure <laughs> definitely I can go in now if I go into the pool now it's like second nature and I could just swim and swim not fast not anymore <laughs> but um compared to like yeah on land now I walk and I have to watch where I'm stepping in case I trip up or something um but yeah always it's just and it it's always been in my like just embedded in my life now my body but yeah I love getting in the pool now because that's where I'm comfortable <laughs> and warm water or cold water which is your preference warm oh my gosh I don't know I um we've got a Lido near me so I will um sometimes go there but the minute I start feeling cold I'm like no I'll get out <laughs> I always have to do the temperature check before I get in and they're like go on jump in or go on in it'll warm up once you're in you won't notice and I'm like no too cold can't go swimming today and I'll get completely changed and everything I'll go then <laughs> if it's too cold I just won't get in it's just like, yeah no, not happening so you touched upon there about living with um, cerebral palsy can you talk us a little bit um, more about this disability and how it can affect you yeah so um I was born with it however I got diagnosed with it when I was two um but it's cerebral palsy on my left side so it just means I have a weaker I have brain damage I think in my right side that affects my left side mm -hmm. but um for me it's more the finer motor skills um I'm trying to think of like it's like smaller movements not so much I can walk I'm fully able to walk and stuff but once I start to tire then I might limp, which I don't ever realise that I'm doing until someone notices. Um, or, yeah, it's just like sometimes it's my finer motor skills in my hand. So picking up things is okay, but the strength around it on my left side is a bit um, 
less able and then also my coordination sometimes <laughs> and balance with this snow that I was happening oh my gosh I was all over the place I'm like Bambi but um yeah in my normal day-to-day life I think also it's different with when you're born with disability or when you're just brought up with it you adapt to life a lot more so it's at times when you do reflect on maybe how it affects you but you've just gone on with it and you don't really see it so um yeah definitely for me I think normal everyday life I've been it doesn't affect me day in day out however when I get tired or there's things different things in the environment that affect me i.e the weather mm-hmm. and stuff like that. but um yeah so it's my my finer motor skills everything else is all good I hope <laughs> weather seems to be a common thing with, with a lot of variety of different disabilities even down to like mental health like if it's nice and sunny outside some people prefer you know it cheers them up a little bit yeah. when you got a physical one um some of myself cold nah, not happening it's it just isn't good on the body and I feel it in my knees I feel it everywhere I just want to be with my hot water bottles and yeah. I live with my hot water bottles and it does have a huge impact and people look at you really strange when you when you tell them that no the the weather has a real big impact definitely and yeah it's it's hard to explain to someone when they don't have it or they don't realize how it affects you because I could say like it's even like traveling to work Mm -hmm. um, in a normal time when it was icy and slippery like that journey for me might take like not double the time but quite a lot more time only because I'm trying to walk slower so don't trip up and stuff like slippery floors like I always get a bit too confident sometimes like walking rushing from the train and stuff and then so I might be like trip or something but that that's the thing that grounds me and makes me slow down <laughs> but um yeah definitely and even yeah the cold that's what I dread it's more in the winter I love the snow but it's the after effects and stuff like I feel so stiff or like my fingers um they struggle with it sometimes but yeah and as we know at the moment we've got um COVID taking place which means a lot of our jobs are now from home do you feel this has had a positive impact on some of us with disabilities now we're not having to commute into the offices and all these jobs that oh we could never work from home we can now work from home and it's being able to yeah give us more spoons back give us more energy how do you feel it's helped you at the moment I think in terms of people have it's weird that it's taken for this amount of time and for this situation to happen for it to mean that those who need accessibility requirements and stuff like that um, are able to now because everyone else is able to uh, which is a struggle because you think how how much have people tried to get this sorted and how much have we worked hard to get it done before but it's taken for something like this to happen but yeah for me I think for me I don't mind working from home my I the thing that I need is the socializing (laughs) but that's just me as a person so I do enjoy working from home because it means that that travel time morning and the evening has been taken out but it also means that I'm up and I'm straight away working (laughs) so um yeah I don't know I think I think it is 
a struggle sometimes thinking about it has taken this long um, for those people that need to work from home or need other maybe even like have a day at home or to break the week up they can't do it every day um, and it's taken for this but fingers crossed this is the thing that changes it all and it means that people are catered to a lot easier and also people are more considerate of it that's what I'm in hope or at least working strategies will change like even down to buildings and rental of buildings now instead of your whole team being in actually maybe you just rent a desk ad hoc and you as your team go in to work together as a team as opposed to so what I don't want to do is go into work and do exactly what I could have done in work at home and then all my meetings are on zoom now if they're all in person and it's like a huge kind of workshop fair enough I'm all for it if it's an away day all for it but if it's if you're telling me oh you need to go into work on a Wednesday I'm gonna log in and do exactly what I was just gonna do at home yeah I I, I won't be too best pleased (laughs) no not especially now we know we can do it that it's not a thing where we when it all first happened people were um and ahhing about how it's going to work and stuff but it's been going on for over a year now and I think people have grasped how it's going to be possible and yeah definitely I'm quite hopeful and I'm hoping for the fact that it just means that if someone does say at the beginning of their job look I would it be possible if I if I have been or even having a, a bad day like I've fallen over or I'm really really not comfortable at the moment can I work from home they'll be like yeah because we know it's possible mm-hmm. um but yeah for my job because I'm in tv where sometimes I'm needed on location which again I like because I'm getting out of the house <laughs> but again it's like a thing where that's that is breaking it up because we do have to be there and it's good but also it means that um all the other times we've been able to just be at home and sort everything out around that there and how has work been so like you work in the media industry um within fat sense years ago we probably didn't have fat sense we're getting all these new terminologies um coming up all the time do you want to explain a little bit more to people what factual entertainment actually is yeah so my the industry sort of that I'm in is unscripted when we say unscripted it's not like the soaps it's not a drama um which I'm sure they'd be amazing to work on but the route that I first initially went down was um I started working at Channel 5 um like as an intern so I was doing that and it was it's more factual um documentaries and stuff like that but I also work on entertainment shows so I always class the well, the apprentice. I started working on that before um, lockdown, <laughs> the first lockdown ever. That was um, when I was on there. Um, but also I've done like quite a few nice, I've done fun show for Netflix and stuff like that. So yeah, my the genre is sort of that I work in a factual entertainment, entertainment and documentaries. Um, and yeah, that is my day. <laughs> Which one's your favourite, if you have one? Oh, um, I really like entertainment shows because I sort of what I watch, but also that's it's just the fun because there's so much going on. It could be literally anything. I'm currently working on an ITV2 like dating show, (laughs) which is hilarious, but it's just so fun and it's such a lighthearted show. And that's what I love because I have a contribution to speaking to the people that appear on the show and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) 
Well, that leads me quite nicely on to dating. We're both single. You're working on a dating show. How are you single if you're on a dating show? No, I know. Like, I the contributor. I honestly thought it was so ironic when I first joined it and they were like, so we're doing a data show. I was like, oh, brilliant. Okay. Um, but it's a, from a different angle, really, the show. But I was just like, I might come out married. Who knows? Um, but well, no. your contributors. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. It never worked out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. But it's it's hard as well. Like, it's not like I'm, I wouldn't say I'm overly confident and stuff, but I can definitely understand how, when I am, I'm quite honest and everything, how that can be a little bit intimidating. And also I'm quite career orientated as well, which is a struggle, like, especially when I first started out and having the balance of socializing and working, I don't, I don't think I've grasped that still anyway, um, but lockdown and everything has definitely helped me take a step back and see what I need to focus more on especially because I have no other choice really like when I'm not going out to work so um yeah it's I mean it's a struggle but at the same time I feel like quite happy in myself at the moment but um there's always that thing where you especially at the beginning of lockdown I was like oh my gosh how can I do this (laughs) Um, but it's just nice to have someone else in my opinion that's what I think but um at the same time I'm not fussed (laughs) totally agree it's like well, when I was with my ex, I hated living with him. And if we were living together now, I, I yeah, I, I would have moved out. I, I think yeah. our relationship would have probably ended after a month of oh, being no. together 24-7. Yeah. So in some aspects, I guess I've been blessed from, from that. And now being on my own, it gives you a real chance to like reflect, as you were saying, and to really understand yourself and what you want where you want to go and really focus on things it's I love being single but I'd love to meet somebody but I am exactly like you very Mm -hmm. career orientated I know what I want to do in life I know where I want to go I've just got that little bit of a missing piece in my jigsaw and I just want him to fit in that little gap (laughs) and come along (laughs) with the journey I really enjoy my life. I really enjoy um, everything around it. Like I love my family. I love. I spend quite a lot of time with my family and things like that. So it's it is just a thing where you just <laughs> if someone could just sort of fit into that as well, it'd be good. But at the same time, I always think I like. I don't. I try not to compare myself ever to anyone. But you see it, and you can see that some people do just always want someone. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, it would be nice. But at the same time, I'm at that point where I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not too fussed. As long, it will happen when it happens. And also the right person will come along when they're meant to. I can't force it. Because when you force it, then it's not going to go yeah. well with it, really. No, I totally agree. And we've got to be happy within ourselves before we can ever even introduce somebody. Because what I've seen in the past, like I've had ex-boyfriends where they're so dependent on me that when... I'm not with them they fall apart and it's kind of like they're living every day to make me happy or to be with me and it's kind of like no because you're putting all your happiness based on one person and if you're to do that and the relationships to break down then you know that's not good for you and your mental health it's but I get compromising we have to compromise but for me I think the most important thing is family Mm -hmm. they have to be family orientated themselves because I am, I, I dote on my niece and nephew, I love them to pieces. And if the moment I can see them, 
I tell you, I'll be straight then. I've been on the dating apps and guys have been like, oh yeah, so when COVID ends and we're allowed to meet, um, do you want to go for a date? And I'm like, no, I won't because that very first person I want to see is not you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to see my niece yeah. and my nephew. I'm like, join the line. Like, yeah. first of all, it's my niece and my nephew. Then it's going to be my best mate, Sam and her goddaughter, um, my goddaughter. But so yeah. I'm going to see them. Then it's going to be Bridget and my godchildren there. I says, and then I'll see you. Like, yeah. obviously it depends who we can see and where. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, but, but, don't, but don't you want to meet me? And I'm like, well, we've got FaceTime. It's fine. Like, <laughs> don't worry about it. No, though, I had um, at the maybe like mid lockdown when you're speaking to someone and it's like a couple of days in and then that trying to FaceTime me, I'm a bit like, oh gosh, it's such a big thing, isn't it? Um, so I I don't know. I'm really, I think maybe that's why I'm, I'm very like in the middle. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to try and make an effort, but someone wants to FaceTime. I'm like, oh no, maybe not. <laughs> so yeah, it is, but I'm definitely like that. Like, I've got, I want to see all of my friends. So I've got a big group of girlfriends. And are we just, we, it's so weird not seeing each other because we normally saw each other every weekend. Um, so like, those are one of the main things I want to be doing. And also like, yeah, just seeing other people, like yeah. that's not a priority for me. Like it will be, I like talking to people, but that's it. Again, when I'm allowed to help, like I'm just going to see my friends first. Yeah. I think sometimes it can be like companionship. I remember at the start of lockdown where you could see one person and like in, in an indoor setting and mm. I was dating this lad off Bumble and we would meet at our local Asda and do our weekly shop together. <laughs> He'd have his trolley and I would have my trolley and we oh would do God. our own shopping. And one time I was like, I've just paid for your shopping. How the hell has that happened? Because he was putting things in my basket. And I was like, what the hell? Like, no, that's that's too serious. Like, not happening. It's like, oh, no, I'll monzo you the money. And then, then he's carrying me my bags to the bus stop. And I'm just like, what? Like, I'm like, no, you're not coming back. Just like, I'll take my bags. You take your bags. I've not seen him since. Just like, yeah. <laughs> like, you one step too far. <laughs> that's like a guy leaving a toothbrush at your house it just doesn't happen uh, <laughs> that's brilliant though I wouldn't even I've done like a few like walks and stuff like because I've got a dog as well so we um oh. we went for a well I mean I got her out for this because she'll be barking away and <laughs> um, she um it's a nice thing as well like, I'll be like oh I'm going for a dog walk or something like that but I mean that's really different going for going shopping together you can see a lot by how what they buy can't you yeah that's the thing or it's oh it was awkward but obviously we can't do that now between hard to go shopping with other people but yeah. even though I have a disability I can probably get away with it under disability as is my carer <laughs> but I'm, I'm not gonna push it I'm sticking no. up to going to the shops so the only guy I've seen is, is my actual delivery man when he comes and delivers me my food yeah hello how are you yeah, yeah I have a different one each time yeah, it's 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 no good. Well, me next door but one neighbour, she's absolutely lovely and she's now dating and she introduced me to speed dating but online. Oh wow. Um, so we've both done online speed dating and we're we're going again on um Tuesday. And I'm actually speaking af after this to the guy that owns the, the actual thing and how he's had to adapt his business from in-person speed dating to online speed dating. Oh, and wow. some people though that I attend some people are really cool really like 
we, you know, it's back to what we were saying before about FaceTime dating. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, if a guy was just to phone me up on the app, I'm a bit like freaked out. But because I know in my head, this is what I'm doing and you dress up for it, you know what's going to happen. You know, it's a completely different mind shift. And three minutes, it's like boom, 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 boom. You can just whittle through them all very, very quickly. Yeah. Some people are like, come on. <laughs> I quite I like this. Yeah. I think it's more I like I quite like the control. I'm a bit of a control freak anyway, just from my work and everything. So I like I like to know what's happening, when and stuff. And when I'm thrown <laughs> off guard and I, I'm probably sat in my pajamas or something, oh no, no, sorry, can't do that. But having knowing you're going to do something is quite a fun thing, isn't it? And you can sort of get excited about have a drink before or something and then just love yourself up but like before, when you're like put on the spot just me as a person I'm like oh my gosh no no I totally agree well when I've done the speed dating I've had my PJ bottoms on it's only my top half which is presentable yeah. probably like I go to work every day it's like the bottom part <laughs> is loungewear then <laughs> yeah. you just dress up on the top part oh definitely but, when I know where I've got a um a zoom call or something happening I just put on a nice jumper and I just sit here and like I'm guessing we all do the same anyway so it's all fine but yeah if someone saw me considering when I do the zoom calls or I know I've got a meeting or something I will make it like, a bit of an effort but any other time I'm sat in front of a computer like my hair all mess and everything <laughs> like tapping but yeah I was wearing my onesie on one call, but you couldn't really tell it was a onesie because it just looked like a jacket because obviously yeah. the zip coming up. And this gentleman was like, "Oh, I really like your um, your, your your jacket." He says, "Um, um, it's it's really American." He says, "Have you got that now, Donald's out of power?" So then I went, "Oh no, it's not a jacket. It's a onesie." And I stood up and gave him a twirl, and I'm like, "What am I doing? Like, I wouldn't have done that in the office." And then I'm like. Yeah. I'm become professional again. I'm just, my colleagues are just like, yeah. <laughs> that is hard as well, having the the balance as well. Where you are at home and you're in the comfort of your own space and everything, trying to keep that professionalism whilst you've got a dog barking or I've got my sister running around somewhere. <laughs> it's really hard, isn't it? And like even when you've got others, like my manager's got children and we could be in like a call and stuff and just a, a little child pops in the corner. Oh. And it is that little break it, isn't it? Like it's it's, it's still a where it's reality that this is happening and it's happening to everyone um which I quite like because I, I quite think like you can that. be too serious can't you I know I can be like sometimes when I get into work and stuff and I get into like a headspace where I'm just working and we have a laugh and stuff but I do whereas now like you can't be too serious about things like this because we are at home still that is the other thing and you are getting to meet family members of partners that you would never have got to meet and your work colleagues and you're meeting the pets it's like the amount of headphones my colleague has gone through because the cat's eating it whilst they're on conference calls I'm like now cat hey you're on mute and the cat's gone across it or the dog but it's also it, I find it makes meetings that a little bit more light-hearted as well it takes away a lot of the serious seriousness as well and it doesn't bother me in the slightest. It's like when my friend's on a call and his parents come in with food. It's like, oh, I'll have a burger, please, mister. <laughs> like, what about me? Where's my brew? Like, I want one. And just get hello in the background. Yeah. 
<laughs> or they start to walk in and then they realize that you're on a call and they're oh sorry sorry my, my worst one it's like I live on my own but my parents in a bubble and I'd gone around to my parents because my best friend was getting married so that's where you was allowed like two people to attend like your witnesses yeah. so I was going to my friend's wedding and I had to go on a call before I went to the wedding and I said to me mum I went mum one hour no coming upstairs no no vacuum and do not disturb me don't you tell me what to do in my house and I'm just like no mum <laughs> It is a very, very, very important meeting. Just please do not, Dad. Please have words with Mum. Okay, don't worry about it. Hey, do you want to have a shower before you get before before you leave for the wedding? I I, I need to know because I need to clean the bathroom. Opens the door. Okay, did, did you want to have a shower? Okay, I've got a towel ready for. Hi <laughs> there. Two seconds, please. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> like, I'm back in the room. And you just try and stay so professional. And I've done it as well. I had to talk to uh, my old university. So I do some um, talks with like the students. And one of them, my dog was just barking at everything. But like, it was like, she's got a really piercing bark. And I was like, I can't even talk over you because you have no idea what I'm saying. So I'm like trying to grab the dog, like, please stop. And we're all like holding the dog. <laughs> like, ah! But yeah, it is. A, I like it. And also it does it. I think it reminds everyone that we're all just the same, the same people. We've still got all our stuff going on and we have got a life outside of work. <laughs> and we're human as well. And I think the best thing for me, I don't, I don't know if you've had any medical appointments whilst um, during COVID. I'm really enjoying doing all my medical appointments online. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I can be on this, I can be on this call with you now and then my phone might ring oh two seconds hospital's phoning boom end that go to that one go from boop, boop, oh, and I'm back in the room and not have yeah. to like go half an hour there wait in a messy little clinic where I'm probably going to get ill or pick something up yeah. they're delayed they can just phone me whenever they want if they're delayed it doesn't bother you've pre-warned yeah. your colleagues that, that the doctor may phone and happy days yeah <laughs> do you think I think it will carry on like this as I well I know so. everything's going to be prolonged anyway but like just even the way that doctor surgeries are working and everything that like I don't really go to um I don't have medical appointments around my disability anymore um but I had like a physio maybe was it just before lockdown or maybe six months before we all went into lockdown last year and they called me up and I think it must have been just at the beginning and they were like obviously we can't do anything now um but like just wanted to check in with you that everything's going okay and I was like yeah all good but like you don't even know because I was like given exercises and stuff yeah. that I tried to get to but it's really a really weird thing I took up Pilates Very when nice. I was doing, I do zoom now because that's what they um I was recommended with the physio mm -hmm. she was like just do some Pilates if you can and before Fly I was like, London. they're good yeah on Instagram but, um, I started doing them and I just I love them but also it's so bizarre I'm like sat in my front room on my own all my <laughs> gym gear <laughs> doing a zoom class we do um like pilates slash yoga um every Thursday uh, over mm -hmm. zoom and I joined to the there's an Instagram one which is called fly London and they've now talked to doing their lessons on Instagram so they do like Instagram lives so, and they have like the little session timetables so it's really good because I wouldn't have gone, I would have obviously gone to London to do Pilates because I'm in Manchester, but it gives me that option to join in on these sessions and my colleagues go to those ones as well.
so we can have like a little chat about it like oh did you go to Pilates this morning <laughs> yeah I did. have a little catch up seeing you me. in the chat <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, but what's going to be next next for you then at the moment what what's your plans next well for my I, I bought an exercise bike I've started to get things a bit I'm going a bit crazy I think where I've oh, been yeah. at home so long <laughs> um but my contract for this job finishes at the end of March so hopefully I'll be going on to something else after that but I think for me I, now I'm at a point where because I have been at home for so long I'm trying to think of other ways to <laughs> entertain myself and stuff so yeah I've bought a fitness bike is that a so proper fitness bike or is it one like the roller bike. cool because like, I've had a look at the mini one recently like the mini exercise that can go under your desk and you're like yeah. a gerbil yeah. so I was looking at that one <laughs> I was looking at all of them and it was like a point where I've wanted them for a while. I'm just, I'm really bad at buying stuff anyway, but I was just, I'm going to do it. And because I, I walk my dog some days, I do my Pilates and stuff. And I was like, I'm just going to spend this time to do it on me while I'm, if I'm not working or the time that I'm not working, I can't do much else really. So just start cycling. <laughs> so now all you need is the walking machine. Put that next yeah. to it. Put your dog on it with a lead. Your dog can go for a run and you can go for a bike ride <laughs> oh my gosh yeah and then we're sorted then we're absolutely sorted but I'm actually quite thankful that I so I got a dog um, I got her probably a couple of months into lockdown last year and I've wanted a dog for like so long we used to have one and um, but it's been so good because I have been going out and I wouldn't be walking mm -hmm. as much as I am now and um, so I am thankful for that but I'm also like when am I <laughs> when my contract finishes I'm like should I just get another dog should I get one <laughs> and then they've got two and I can use that time to um train it up so yeah I don't know I think I'm just I'm very much just playing it by ear going with the flow especially because my industry is quite fast paced even at this time like things always changing like this job I was meant to actually finish a couple of weeks ago but because filming's been pushed back and stuff things are just happening so I'm just like I'll just see what happens but hopefully when things start to ease I just want to I want to see people yeah. <laughs> just want to see my friends and I want to be able to just be outside and not think I'm just having to do my exercise or something and just socialize a bit because that is just me as a person I'm very I love to see people and I love to just have a laugh and everything no I t t totally agree and with the media as well there's always new programs coming up coming up and even though COVID is taking place filming hasn't stopped completely so hopefully mm -hmm. there'll be other opportunities as well so I know ITV at the moment are doing um training schemes and they're, yeah. they're asking for people at the moment so fingers crossed yeah. do, you, do you have a preference on which company like if we'd say ITV BBC Channel 4 Channel 5 have you worked across all of them because you've done Channel 5 and ITV I've done Channel 5 ITV um I've done a Netflix one I haven't done like I've, I'm quite picky in terms of what I work with because I don't like to work on programs or sort of shows that I like to watch <laughs> like yeah. fully I think it ruins it for me I love to watch and and I love watching telly like that is my downtime after working I'll go and sit and watch something so I like to w work on jobs that I wouldn't necessarily be watching like engineering shows and mm -hmm. stuff like that and um, I mean the anomaly is The Apprentice when I got off with that but like 
I love Channel 4 in terms of just, I spent a lot of my university degree and my work focusing on disability and television and things like that. So um, I've always said, like initially when I started out in TV, I wanted to work at Channel 4. <laughs> and then I learned how, how I go about being a freelancer and stuff. And it's a very different like way of that I thought it was going to be. So now I sort of take jobs that I take are interested in, but also it's about um, sort of how long I'm on a job for now. I focus on that security sometimes. Um, but also, yeah, I did last, my last job that I did was the um, Happy Birthday, Mr. Bean. It came out oh. at the yeah, and it was a documentary about it and it was one of my I've, I've met Rowan Atkinson I was like oh my gosh this is amazing <laughs> um so yeah I just sort of because I've made so many commit like I've made a lot of connections now in tv it's like if someone's got a job or they know that they're crewing up then I'm like yeah I'll come and help out that's good I've worked with them before so um yeah definitely I in terms of work I try to do all different channels and I try to do all different programs just because switches it up a bit of diversity a bit of change as well like because I don't want to be doing the same programs no I, I can totally agree with that if you're doing the same one time after time it then becomes it's back to that whole nothing really changes if it's always the same same cast yeah. and crew yeah. you're never going to be able to bring diversity to the show if if everything's always the same at the background you always need to keep up to speed with with your audience and who's watching the content and what's out there and I like to challenge myself as well. I do things that I never thought I'd ever do, like an engineering show in my life. And I have, I've done a couple of them and you learn so much on them as well. Um, and then also, yeah, no, I never thought I'd be doing a dating show. <laughs> but I think this has been one of the funniest things that I've worked on because it is, have an amazing team, but also just the actual show itself is really lighthearted and stuff. And I like work, you work on stuff that makes, it doesn't make an impact, so to say, like a big impact on someone's life or something but if we have some a program that we know is going to lighten people's day or make something a bit positive especially at this time then yeah that's quite important for me that's amazing well thank you so much for coming on today it's been lovely to talk to you no thank you I've had great fun I mean it's so nice to talk to someone else it's isn't like it <laughs> yeah. yeah you're right you're right but yeah no thank you and it's been lovely and where can people um, find, find out more information about you? And maybe if you're on like LinkedIn or Twitter and so forth, where can we? Yeah, so that? I'm on Twitter. My Twitter presence isn't so much. I just sort of follow people and mm. stuff. My Twitter is Leone Deponi. So it's L-E-O-N-I-E-D-A-P-O-N-Y. Um, and then I'm on Talent Manager as well, which is like the LinkedIn for TV. Um, and that's just my name, Leonie Buck. And yeah, LinkedIn I am on. Um, but again, it's not really TV based, but I'm always on it. You always get all those <laughs> notifications about network requests. So I just pop on there. Um, but yeah, I'm on all of those channels. So you can just um, find me on there. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And um, we'll tag your profiles as well um, within the um, descriptions below. So check them out. And if you're looking for project coordinators and production coordinators um, hit, hit Leonie up. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.